knives, machetes, saws, and shears, multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. At Midway USA, we know the AR-15 is one of the most popular rifles in modern American history. Known for its modularity and widespread use, it's often considered essential to any gun collection. The essential things you need to run an AR-15 are usually always in stock during shortages, things like magazines and 5.56 ammo. Whether you're looking to buy a new AR-15 or buy parts for your modern sporting rifle, log on and for just about everything for the outdoors, shop MidwayUSA.com. Just wanted to take a brief moment to give you guys a little idea how we do it here at Paddle and Fin Podcast. We use the Anchor.fm recording platform. Super easy, distributes our podcast to many, many different platforms. There's creation tools to allow you to record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. Check out anchor.fm or download the free Anchor app to get started. Jay. And we're your host. <laughs> Hope you guys are doing well. Hope everybody got out on the water this past weekend. Like me and Mr. Randall. So yeah. t- tonight, guys, we're going to do a little recap of our first tournament. Um, I guess we'll start out with, with me. I was... Heading down Thursday to pre-fish for St. Chris. And the KBL group chat started going off with concerns about the weather and possibly rescheduling the tournament, which, you know, we had all kind of been watching the weather forecast building up to that. And I kind of had a feeling. And then when they started talking Thursday, I immediately texted you and I was like, what campground are you staying at? Yeah. (laughs) And, uh... Because I had signed up for Banner, uh, the Great Lakes Kayak Fishing Series tournament that you were planning on fishing the night prior. Because I just, I had a feeling, man, like, you know, the first KBL tournament wasn't going to happen because of the weather. They were predicting like 20 plus mile an hour wind straight out of the north, which is going a long way down the lake. And we were launching out of the south, so it would have been straight paddling into that. And not only that, but air temps were supposed to be in like high 30s low 40s 
rain snow mix all day so yeah it was uh i want to give a shout out to alan and uh the crew there over at kbl that was uh in my opinion a great move um just because like i posted a a youtube video of my kind of tournament recap uh sunday and you know for the guys like myself paddling i mean that could have got pretty hairy pretty quick you know um even guys in pedal drives so yeah it was a good good call on their part but i texted you and i was like where's the campground i'm going there (laughs) and uh so i headed down thursday i got to the campground first dropped the trailer loaded up my boat and went over to banner i got four hours of pre-fishing in and then uh you know i texted you guys i didn't catch a single fish and i threw a ton of stuff scouted some areas granted i didn't go as well i did go as far as we did on tournament day um but i didn't hit a bunch of spots that we had fished but um and then you know stayed the night in the camper or i'm sorry mobile hq mobile hq and uh i was going to meet you guys um over at the banner launch friday morning and i didn't tell you this but i kind of slept in i was like whatever jay will wait yeah uh and it did <laughs> <laughs> and i did yeah but well with good reason yeah so um i know i called you when i was leaving uh the campground you're like dude like not looking good so i mean what did it look like when you guys showed up well it it was white caps all across the water and every now and then you would get a gust that would like help your leg move by itself so i mean there was like 45 mile an hour gusts coming in uh here and there it was it would have been brutal because it seemed like everything was pretty much i mean the wind was changing direction as we saw the next day but the yeah. wind was changing direction like every 15 minutes. I don't know what it is about that area, but like there maybe it's just because there's so so much flats, you know, out there with the water and everything. Something's going on, maybe a thermal, I don't know, but it gets really it gets really raunchy there when it when it gets windy, it's it's bad. Yeah, I know Thursday when I was there um it it was kind of switching directions on me. Like that main channel was flat calm, but once you got out into the, the open areas, it was coming across the lake and it wasn't horrible because I paddled way to the back and, uh, I made it, but you know, come tournament day, it was, it was swirling. It was changing every different direction. Like you'd plan for it to be blowing the way it was blowing, and then next thing you know, it's blowing you the opposite way. So, oh yeah, yeah, it was kind of crazy, but um, yeah. So, you know, you were you told me just just stay there, and I was like, well, it's it, like, are you serious? Because I seriously thought you guys were messing with me because <laughs> when I was at the campground, like it wasn't that bad. Like there was a breeze. But they're at that campground, uh, what was it, Fulton County Camping and Recreational yeah. Area. Yeah. And they had a bunch of little lakes there, but it was all kind of like in valleys. Yeah. And yeah, I was like, definitely. well, if that's the case, why don't we all just fish here? That way we can fish. I mean, we're there. What are we going to do, sit around and twiddle our thumbs all day? 
And we got to fish, and then that wind kicked up, you know, in the afternoon. Yeah, uh, that sucked. We all ended up in that one spot. Yeah. Like, it just pushed us all yeah. the way down there. Yeah, there was... We're all just like, I'm just going to fish over here for a minute because yeah. there's no wind. Yeah, there was four of us out there fishing, and then, uh, you know, you were pedaling. Uh, Brian Butters was stair-stepping out of his Hobie. That's right. And then Glenn Miller had his stair stepper and then he also had his torpedo so once the wind kicked up he was just like haha see you fellas i know man he took off i was like i thought he was pedaling like god you're pedaling oh it's the motor, it's the motor. <laughs> i was like whatever here i am in the back struggling you know but uh it was cool we caught some fish you i think you caught the biggest that day right i did like 16 and a half or something i don't i don't want to brag but you know i'm gonna well so it's rare (laughs) yeah i called it before i left i'm like i'm gonna catch a bag of eight inch fish and i definitely did (laughs) yeah yeah i think i did i got like a 16 and a half and the other one was a 16 and then i caught like a little sardine yeah i mean we we only fished like three hours yeah something like that something like that it was fun it was it was was nice to finally slam the boat yeah well that was yeah hadn't seen a bass in there yet yeah i was gonna say that was your first bass of the year right yeah, I was pretty ecstatic. Yeah. You know, I was like, well, let's just at least catch one. Yeah. That'd be great. I was like. Remember what it feels like. Oh, my God, dude. You know, it's funny. You have to, like, remember all that. It's, right. Because you're, like, anticipating the bite. And you're yeah. like, oh, uh, uh, you know. And I was like, you know, sure enough, man. Felt like it's like riding a bike. And you you caught your first fish on uh, a Spro flat-sided crank, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like a chartreuse one. Yeah. Yeah. Because that water was really muddy. Yeah. It was, I mean, it was just dark, stained. Yeah. Um, I was like, well, throw a chartreuse, see what happens. And I just started working kind of like off the banks, not so much. To, I wasn't really casting to the bank, but I would say probably about five to 10 feet off. Right. And then, and then digging hard and then slowing it down. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that's the first one came on that. And then the second one as well. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, I caught mine on, uh, uh, one was on a drop shot with like a chartreuse and black robo worm. And then uh, caught my other ones on a three and a half inch Kai Tech that was uh, blue and uh, chartreuse. Yeah. So it was kind of cool. But uh, and that's one of the techniques I'm working on is just throwing more swim baits this season. So then I, you know we got off the water, went back to camp and we were all just kind of sitting around tying up and things like that. And that was one of the things I rigged up no gas at the tournament. But, uh, I don't know if you knew this, but, um, you may have been standing there when, uh, Glenn Miller and I were talking about it, but, um, we were talking about chatterbaits and cause I think he caught a 16 or something on a chatterbait off lumber on that lake. And uh, he was talking about how he's been throwing the jackhammers. And I'm like, man, I've seen pictures of those. I don't know if I have any. Everybody's been ranting and raving about them. So he showed me, he showed me one. And I was like, well, I've been throwing these Picasso um, chatterbaits. He's like, I never heard of those. And I'm like, dude, Picasso's kind of, uh, I know a lot of guys on the West Coast throw them. I know Ron Champion is on their uh, team. Mm-hmm. And... 
Uh, I heard about him last year, and I started throwing him last year. And the thing I like about him is that blade swivels back and forth over that head, and it it actually ticks the lead head to the point where, over some use, it like puts a little indentation in that lead head from that blade beaten in there, and I'm um, like, it, it puts off a a large thud. And uh, Glenn's like, well, I'll trade you. I'll give you a jackhammer. You give me a Picasso. And he's like, what's this $3 chatterbait? And I'm like, yeah. no. I'm like, no, dude. I'm like, they're like seven or eight bucks. And he's like, all right, well, it's a fair trade then, you know. So he tied that up. And, um, you know, I'll get into that in a little bit. But, you know, we got all rigged up, had dinner, had some laughs, and then, uh, um, we went to bed later that evening and I didn't really get much sleep. I don't know about you. I know you were up like a baby. Yeah. Oh, well you were snoring. That was part of the reason why I couldn't sleep. But <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I got, uh, you know, I was just going over my game plan. Cause I'm like, man, I haven't even caught a fish on this lake. I've only seen a fraction of it. And, uh, I'm like, I don't know, with this cold front blowing in, all the wind churning up the water the night before or the day before. Like, I just, I had no clue, man. It was like unfamiliar territory for me. And, you know, we all kind of talked about kind of what our plan was. And um, I know Glenn and I had a similar, similar game plan, but we got up at like 345 in the morning, drank some coffee, packed up. Headed to the ramp. I know uh, we got to the ramp. Uh, it was like ten fifteen minutes before five a.m. Mm. and uh, all geared up, and we were allowed to get in the water at five thirty, and then lines in at six. And uh, yeah, Glenn and I had talked about fishing that. Um, there was like a ledge with a bunch of gra- like tall reeds, grass area right by the launch and i had marked some fish there thursday and i was like i'm gonna start there first thing in the morning i think because i had a fish blow up on a black spinner bait when i was fishing um didn't hook it all i saw was a green flash and that was the only action i got out of the four hours i fished so that's kind of why i went straight there i figured those fish would be staging up on that ledge and uh you know, you guys said that wind was blowing kind of that direction uh, the day before, so I figured there'd be some bait there, balls of shad, and a number of things. And um, I started there. I didn't stay there very long, um, but then I kind of headed the direction you guys went. I mean, what was what was your initial plan? I know you kind of told me, and how'd that all go? Well, you know me, Mr. Power Fisherman. <laughs> so I wanted to at least see if I could get away with that. And, uh, I mean, I threw the crank um, first. Uh, so me and Brian went down the canal, um, or the channel, rather, that leads into the big lake. Brian the main Butters. Part of the lake. Brian Butters, sorry. Yeah. Yes, Let's Mr. Clarify. Butters. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, so me and Butters were working both sides. Uh, you know, so I threw a lot of the crank. I threw a lot of my white chartreuse, um, crankbait with, uh, a three and a half inch, um, uh, trailer. It was the Krabby Bass Sonic Jr. Uh, the Sonic shed, but yeah. So anyway, I'm throwing that 
Uh, what else did I throw? I even tried throwing like a shaky head on some rocky points that were in the area. Kind um, of threw everything on the boat. Uh, well, okay, everything tied up. Yeah. And, and alternated back and forth, just kind of seeing, you know, what would work. Brian, uh, sorry, Butters, ended up hooking up on the side. I think he, he was on a chatter, and he ended up with like a 14 or 14 and a half. Yeah. Um, and then we went down further. I mean, we were marking fish. There were tons and tons yeah. of stuff. I mean, uh, underneath this, I mean, I was even thrown in the middle of the channel. I was like, yep. well, let's just see if this works, you know. So I'm like, I even threw on a deeper crank, just trying to get a little deeper um, through like balls of shad. I mean, I was seeing, see on mine with this, the side imaging, you know, you get dots. So usually what's like light dots, it's like crappie or bluegill or right. shad, you know. Right. When you get darker dots, it's usually a bass, <laughs> um, especially the way you would see them moving. Like I, I would literally see like a, a lighter dot school go by and then some darker dots, you know, chasing them. But. I mean, I don't know what that was. I mean, it could have been bass. Maybe it wasn't. Um, but it was just it was just brutal <laughs> for yeah. a while. I, I just I couldn't buy a bite um, yeah. for like three or four hours. I mean, it was it was grueling. But I just kept throwing the same stuff over and over, trying different you know techniques. Uh, slow, you know, just slowing it down, throwing the, the swing jig. Um, I burned that like a crankbait first. Then I started, um, you know, trying to run it through weeds, and they started banging it in and stuff. I wasn't getting anything. Right. Um, you know, it was rough. The water was like 51. You know, there were some top water blowups going on. I mean, so you know that there's something, some kind of a bite happening. Some kind of activity, yeah. Yeah, so, and then I ended up swinging around the back, and Butters, like, cruised off, did his own thing, and I lost him. So then I just started, you know, trying to figure stuff out. Rain and Don Thompson, like, and he kind of broke my heart. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like, we're only like an hour, hour and a half in, and he comes by, and I'm like, How you doing? I was like, You know, like, did you get any? And he's like, puts up his hands. He's like, Four. I'm like, I was like, Four? He's like, Yeah, I got them all in the first hour. I'm like, come Oh on. my God. I was like, Don is so hard to fish against. I mean, he's so good, but man, dude, <clears throat> I was like, Four already. So, that really makes you think how good of a fisherman you are. <laughs> so, so I'm like, you know, I'm, I, I don't know. I, I just kept slinging a lot of the same stuff I had on there just to give it a chance. Sure. Um, you know, and then I started switching stuff up. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I started off that point. I threw that, uh, Kytex swim bait. I threw my chartreuse and white chatter bait with, uh, uh, Z man, uh, swim bait on it. I threw um, the drop shot in the first hour. I threw, I, I don't even know, I threw a crankbait for a while, uh, a Spro flat-sided crankbait, which i got to get back to you. But, um, yeah, I, uh, I did the same thing because I had a bunch of stuff tied up. And, um, you know, going back to that chatterbait I gave Glenn, like, first hour and a half you know we were separated i ended up being on my own and was kind of doing my own thing and working the spots that i had thought out um the night prior and i saw that glenn had like 38 inches he had a 20 or 38 or 39 inches he had a 20 and a 19 or a 20 and a 
18 and a half. And I'm like, man, I should have followed Glenn. (laughs) (laughs) But then as the day progressed, you know, and I was uploading fish, I would go back and check the standings to make sure my fish posted because I was having a little bit of issues. Um, Like I was worried that my stuff wasn't getting uploaded. And, well, didn't it tell you that it was successful when you did it? Uh, yeah, there was one time where it didn't, so that's why I was oh, okay. like going back and checking, it, and I think that was on my first fish. And I would go every time I'd submit, I'd just go check the leaderboard, make sure it, you know, added my inches or whatever. And I saw Glenn was at the same point. Well, the end of the day, um, after the tournament, we're talking to him, and. Uh, He's like, yeah, man. He's like, I didn't want to tell you, but like, I thought for sure my five fish were coming on that chatterbait you gave me. He's like, I caught those first two in the morning on that exact chatterbait you gave me. And then he had some kind of backlash and the line snapped and he lost a chatterbait. Didn't have a fish the rest of the day. So he's like, yeah, I was kind of worried about having to tell you that at the end of the day. Like that was his thought in the morning. Like I'm going to get five good fish on this chatterbait I got from Brian. And, you know, he's going to be livid because he saw that I had nothing. And, uh, but, you know, I, I was kind of working these areas and, you know, I'm like, well, they're, they're not out deep on these edges. And, um, you know, I think we had talked and, you know, we were kind of going back to an area where, uh, you had caught some fish previously, um, last year or something. And, um, you know, you were kind of rolling my way and I, I, the other thing I had tied up the night before was a weightless Texas rig Senko and it was a five inch Senko and a Gobi color. And I put that Gobi on because I I've had a lot of success with that, um, here on my home lake, other bodies of water. But the reason why I put that on, it's a lighter color, and the water was kind of clear in some areas until the wind picked up. So I'm like, natural color presentation, you know? Like, this is, this should work. Like, and and my thought, too, was a slower presentation after the cold front had blown in. And, um, you know, this should, should put a 10-inch fish at least in my boat, you know? So I have something... And that wasn't working. And then when you were kind of heading my direction, I, uh, I changed up. I had bought some, um, black and blue Senkos before I left town just because I know, uh, black and blue was a color that was really on down at St. Chris. So I bought those because I knew same thing that it was going to be cold on Sunday, windy, all that stuff. So I figured, Hey, you know, black and blue Senko, slow presentation should work. And, um, I got maybe six casts out. And that was the other thing too, that black and blue Senko I was tossing, uh, was four inch. And, uh, I actually put together a video that'll go up on uh, Friday's upload on like my whole, how I rigged it, how I was casting it the spots and stuff i was looking for but i had caught a fish uh, a nice healthy 16 incher i mean she was fat kind of like the one you had caught the day before at the campground and uh you know 
you came rolling by and I was like, Hey man, uh, you know, black and blue Sanko did the trick and you were like, okay, cool. And then you kept throwing that crankbait, bro. (laughs) I'm a knucklehead. Uh, I mean, but well, (laughs) see, even with that being said, so I know when we talked to a lot of people after the tournament, um, you know, a lot of guys caught fish on chatterbaits. Um, yeah. And, you know, your first fish came on that Spro flat-sided crankbait. And, yeah, uh, but hours later, <laughs> I was already throwing a, a chatterbait, the white one, not getting anything. Yeah. It seemed like the dark colors in, in anything, like in any bait, that was the way to go. Yeah, I know, like, springtime, it's weird, man. It's either, like, those red colors or or darker like that black blue um you know because that's at st chris uh i was throwing that black and blue jig with uh black blue uh crayfish plastic on the back and that killed them but i also tried down there a um kind of like a green pumpkin orange red mix with a orange and uh brown crayfish trailer on it not a thing not a single swipe Mm. you know so um yeah i don't know i think color was definitely key um as far as the senko went but um yeah and what color crank were you throwing well it was still the chartreuse chartreuse and white yeah it was mostly chartreuse um so I went back where I had caught my personal best the year before uh, out there, which was a 22 and a half. Um, and I was like, well, I know there's fish back here because they stage. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, it's like a 30 foot hole. And then there's, you know, um, it, it's there's like a plateau. Excuse me. <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, there's like a plateau of, of sorts and then a slow, gradual uh, incline. And I was like, all right. So I was like, I knew if I worked that area. Like, I'd probably get lucky, and I did. Sure. You know, if there's any area, that whole lake, I was like, I got to catch a fish. It's got to be right there. Yeah. And it was almost in the exact same spot, but, you know, different different type of situation. But, yeah, I was just kind of slow rolling the, you know, I would kind of crank the, the spro down, like, really fast, and then just slow it, you know, just bring it through, just feeling every thump, like, you know, just every, yeah, <clears throat> you know, oscillation and everything. And uh, it was... I mean, it was pretty cool. That one hit pretty close to the boat. Um, and after that, I just don't try throwing it and didn't do anything. Yeah. I mean, in retrospect, I really wish I would have went to the, the Texas Rick Sanko like I did later yeah. at that moment because I think I could have made at least another one happen. Sure. Because, I oh, I missed another one on the crank there. Okay. That was another thing. I got I got another fish on there but then lost it, but it was away from the boat. Gotcha. Um, so, but I mean, I, so I was getting some action. It's just that I think it was just too fast. Uh, the cranks, like, even though people were throwing chatters, yeah, there, there was something about the chatter bait versus a crank bait that was bringing them in and it wasn't this guy. <laughs> so, well, I know from, uh, conversations that were had back at the launch, you know, um, it, it was a light bite on those moving baits. I bet. Um, you know, we were talking to Dusty Yacker, and uh, he said he lost like four fish. And he was swimming a jig along the grass, and he just 
just didn't have good hook sets or something, you know. And, uh, you know, and I think even the guys that caught them on chatterbaits, it wasn't like they were pounding that chatter as they were rolling them through. It was a soft bite. Whereas um, all my Senko bites were, were solid with the mm-hmm. exception of one. Well, and here's the thing, that crankbait, dude, that one, that 17 and a half engulfed that thing. Did he? Okay. Like I, I had to throw the, I had the, um, the long pliers in its mouth because, I mean, it was buried. I mean, it got, uh, it got the whole thing. Interesting. Interesting. You know, that was an aggressive hit. That was yeah. definitely an aggressive hit. Well, and that was also a deeper fish. So I think True. the one, the fish up shallower may have been a little bit more, uh, softer, you know, yeah. softer hits, uh, compared to like those deeper fish were more aggressive. It seems like. So that yeah. would make sense. But, um, yeah, I know I saw you cause I was fishing a point coming back into the area that you were back fishing in that hole. And I could kind of see from a distance. I'm like, I think Jay's over there taking a picture. <laughs> it looks like he's like kind of leaning over his bump board and this and that. And, uh, I caught, I, I would try to be careful. Sorry. I, I would try to be careful, not flash the board. Everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Well, know? right. Like I got a fish, everybody come yeah. over here. Yeah. Well, it, and I, I get that too. And there's even uh one point in the video I posted Sunday where like, we'll get to that in a second. But when I was coming back towards that area where you were, um, I, I caught a 17 and a quarter off the point there coming back there. And, uh, I was like, dude, did you get a fish? Like, it looked like you were taking a picture. He was like, Oh, you were like, Oh yeah. Yeah. 17, yeah, man. Yeah. You were yeah. like, but I know how that felt because I think when I caught my first fish, it was like nine thirty or 10 o'clock. And I was like, Oh, thank God. Yep. Like finally I found something, you know, yeah. and then I caught that second one. And then, uh, we fished that area back in there for a bit and then we kind of headed towards the back and uh yeah yeah oh you're getting to that <laughs> yeah um, yeah i was doing pretty good over there uh i was by myself i'm like you know i hit like i got one right off the point i got another one not too much farther down there yeah and then you came cruising along and uh i was just hooking into my fourth fish and I lost it. And no, those... I, I was getting in mine, the one that I lost. Oh, you're, oh, you're talking yeah. about yours. Yeah, oh, my mix-up, yeah. my mix-up, sorry. We headed towards the back by that <laughs> yes. back channel. Yes, and, that's right. We'll go to that other one. <laughs> and uh, that was kind of a point there. But the way the shoreline was cut, where this grass was that I was fishing, was kind of pushed back. So the water wasn't dirty. Um, it was this grass kind of out of the wind, but there was like a wind current going past there. And I tossed my Senko in there, man. And I saw the line running and I just didn't get a good hook set. And I knew I didn't get a good hook set. And I started reeling this fish in, man. And it, it was a beast. Cause I, th- you were kind of behind me and I was like, Oh my God, Jay. Oh my God. This thing's a monster. And I reached down to grab for my net as the fish was running towards the back of my boat. And then my line went slack. And I was just like, no, no. And I like sunk down in my chair, dropped my head, and I was just besides myself. And you were like, yep, that's kayak fishing, dude. 
Yep. <laughs> I, know, I didn't know what else to say. Yeah. I, think, I was know. like, dude, that was a monster fish. I And I think that would have been my PB out of a kayak. I mean, it was 20 plus. That, uh, that, it, that place has fish, man. It's got big, big fish. I mean, I saw the side of it. I saw the tail especially, and that tail was huge. And it was a big female. And if I had a guess, it was probably a six-pound fish. You know? I mean, it was just monstrous. And you were like, it is what it is, man. Just got to keep going. Yeah. And I kind of <laughs> I kind of sat there for a minute, and I was like, yeah, go shove your keep going crap yeah. up your new one. And then I'm like, you know what? Jay's right. Like, you know, if I sit, keep sitting here and not fishing, like, what's that going to do for me, you know? And uh, I was like, you know, told myself mentally, I'm like, I can't let this bother me. And uh, I just got to keep going. And uh, we fished that back channel, and then we kind of moved up where we caught uh, some fish along the grass and stuff. And I think you had, at that point, changed up to a Senko. And we got separated for a bit because I kind of got turned around, and I was, I thought I was heading towards the main entrance to get back to the main channel to go back to the launch, but I wasn't even close. But I found another spot, um, and I ended up catching a a 17 and a half. And uh, that I got on on the GoPro, and, like, after I measured it, I, like, screamed. I was like, woo! And I'm like, I thought to myself, like, that's probably dumb because there's probably 10 boats within shouting distance, like, you know. um, But then, yeah, then... You know, we're winding down, and I told myself we had two hours of fish when I caught that one, and I was like, all I need is one fish an yep. hour. One fish an hour, and I'm good. You know, if I put up a limit, I'll be up there. And uh, I just couldn't get anything else to go. And then we were working, you were working the shoreline in that main, or that channel going to the main channel. And I came up paddling past you, and I saw you hooked into a fish. And, yeah, you know, in, in my normal fashion, I scream out, yeah, buddy. And, like, now, now mind I, you, I had my my net out. Yeah. I was, it, everything was going down. Yeah. Like, I, like, the thing was, is this stupid fish was so feisty that I had to keep leading it because this little thing wanted to jump out of the water. Yeah. I mean, I say little, but it was about a 15, 16, nothing crazy, but yeah. it's a fourth fish and it's going to put me yeah. definitely, you know, in the top 10 for sure. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, I'm leading this thing. And then he got that last jump right when you were coming by. The net is out. It's right there by the net. And he just shakes loose. And I was like, you let out some choice words. Well, I had I didn't even make a sentence. I think on the first one, I was really trying to censor myself, and and then the, all the filters came off. Yeah, um, oh, yeah. it was over with. I was just like, uh, the, you know, I hold myself to a certain standard. Sure. And when I can't reach that, you know, when I yeah. see like every fish is so crucial. Oh yeah. And, and, and just five, all you yeah. need is five, five yeah. stupid fish, and. It, it's so unbelievable how difficult that can be sure uh, under pressured circumstances that are very undesirable to me i mean yeah. i don't like fishing but like under those circumstances but at the same time i get it it's a part of it sure but yeah dude it's like i blew up 
you know. And then we had another guy as an audience who I don't know, you don't know. He didn't know that we knew each other. He yeah. thought I was mad at you. Well, you made a comment. You were like, I was by you, and now you're by me, and we both lost fish. And yeah. I was like, yeah, get away from me or something. And, like, this guy had yeah. no idea, you know, that we knew each <laughs> other. And, you know, I didn't know about it till tonight, right before we started recording. But that guy came up to you at the launch yeah. and was like, hey, man, like, how, you know, that how, what all went down there, man? Like, yeah. I, you know. <laughs> yeah, he was like, I didn't know. He's like, do you guys know each other? I'm like, yeah, I know him. I was like, I know all these guys. I'm yeah. like, it's, you know. It, but it was it was just kind of funny because he's watching from a, you know and a then distance. plus two, I was like, dude, you're in my spot. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know I'm like, get out of my spot. Yeah. You know, it's uh, I mean, it was just one of those. You know, I don't know. Even with that blow up, that 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 tantrum, yeah, uh, I felt pretty good anyway because, I mean, this was one tournament, of course, but like I don't know, maybe I just didn't put so much pressure on myself, but it was like. I wasn't so upset, you know. I mean, I was putting fish on the board, um, you know. I just wanted to make a good showing and stuff. And sure, like I said, you know, when I'm chasing guys like you know Don and Dusty and and Tony and um, you know, all, a lot of the other guys, it's like, yeah, you know, I got something to live up to. I want to make sure I can get to these guys and sure, you know, and uh, you know, like I said, every now and then I, I can surprise somebody, but. Well, and that yeah. was that was kind of my thing too because uh, I put a lot of pressure on myself as well, just because this is my first live kayak fishing tournament, you know, and obviously we do this paddle and fin podcast. Um, I got a reputation to live up to, you know. I'm doing all this crazy stuff, and uh, you know, my my whole big concern was like, man, I didn't catch any fish pre-fishing. If I skunk this tournament, like some, some eyebrows are going to be flared. You know what I mean? <laughs> and, um, you know, I, and that was one thing too, is like the butterflies got to me for sure in the first hour. Like I, you know, I was just like anxious. I'm like, mm-hmm. I got to find some fish and I'm like, dude, you need to like breathe, like calm down, breathe. Like, cause I was like ripping, like. I don't know if I've ever fished a chatterbait that fast as I did that first hour. Like, I'm like, dude, just calm down, slow yep. down. Like, <laughs> you know, like take a breather. You're fishing too fast, you know, like think, you know? And, uh, and when I started to do that, it was like, all right, this is working. Like I figured it out. And, um, you know, as the day progressed, I figured more stuff out and it was just, uh, it was crazy because I put myself, you know, like, you know, obviously the big thing is, is you got to have fun when you're out there. Like you shouldn't be yeah. putting that much pressure on yourself, but it, it's kind of hard not to, you know, I um, agree. but you know, no matter what the situation, how big the buy-in or the tournament is, like if it's five buddies having fun or 150 person field you're still putting yourself under pressure in those situations and that was something i tried to remind myself like look man just have a good time like what happens happens like you know it'll come it'll come you know if i could oh sorry no go go ahead go ahead I, i was gonna interject you know one thing i did notice is that which i don't know if it was ironic i don't know if that's the right word but when i caught that first fish 
I realized that I didn't have a system down to catch fish because being in the new boat, oh, the the whole system of everything. Like so, in my Kusa FD, I used to be able to basically create a live well with my net. Yeah, and on the uh, big rig uh, FD, it, I was able to do it, but it was more difficult and wasn't as sound. Um, so that was the first thing. The second thing was, you know, I had to get the board and then, well, not to mention it just choked down a crankbait. Yeah. So yeah. I'm like, I'm trying to like, you know, get that out sure. and then putting it in the water so it can get some water in the gills, bring it back out and work on it a little more. Um, you know, I, I just noticed that I was frazzled. I was like, Oh my God, I'm going nuts here. Like everything is everywhere. And yeah. I'm like, I'm not organized. And, and yeah. that's, that's from being a year out and not doing the online stuff. Yeah, you know, and I didn't think about how crucial that would be at that moment. Sure, because I'm like, I'm like, dude, do not lose this fish, do not lose this fish. I was like, you will be destroyed for the rest of the day. I was like, we're going home if I lose this fish. (laughs) I was like, I'm not staying. I'm going home. (laughs) You know, I was like, I I just kept dreaming about my bed, like the way you know the whole week's been, and just I'm like, I'm just, I'm just gonna go home. I need my bed. I need my bed, and. uh so I guess like the the, the you know the the moral or so to speak or the learning experiences uh, get out when you're when you're out there and you're doing these tournaments or like before you do the tournaments if you're planning to do it go practice with the bump board practice taking pictures practice doing all that stuff because there is a system that you need to put in place that you need to kind of get used to uh, on your own boat um, so you can be efficient at it and then keep the fish alive you know all that stuff. Um, you know, but you know that being said, after that first one, I pretty much had it again. I was like, okay, okay, we're good, we're yeah. good. I was like, I know where everything is. Yep. Like, all right, everything's in you know reaching distance. I mean, I'm not gonna say it was foolproof. Yeah. Uh, there were still some interesting moments, but <laughs> um, I was working through it. And you know, it's like I said, it's a year out of the tournament circuit. You know, it, you kind of forget in you know with a new boat like how everything is gonna affect you where stuff is um you know that was an interesting part too it's just that well and to that point um so the the system jay is talking about out of his kusa you actually did a walkthrough on that on one of the paddle and fin uh youtube videos it's on the uh fish in the bass and gill club with jay randall video that was obviously before you were co-host of this fine podcast but um when when you showed that to me last fall, I was like, oh, that's kind of genius. And I made mental note of it for coming into this season. And I got to practice and kind of figure out my system, so to speak, from pre-fish in St. Chris for the the uh, March monthly uh, KBF tournament, online tournament. And I lost a 15-and-a-half-inch fish last month. Um, that would have definitely helped me. But um, I'm glad I did it in the monthly than in a live tournament, you know, because I had time to make up for that loss. You know, I had a fish flop off the board, and that was just me figuring out my system. So um, to that respect, yes, like, you know, figure out your system before you get in that live situation. And I kind of do that kind of like live well thing with the net now because I got that big hoop uh, yak attack fold away net. 
So I put it perpendicular to me hanging over the side of the boat. Fish stays in there um, while I, and that was the thing too, is when I caught fish in the tournament, like if I had an extra rod on my deck, I would let that fish chill there. I clear the rods off my deck. I get Mm -hmm. uh, everything off the floor, out of the way, get my bump board out and everything like that. So I don't know if we talked about this, um, but that, uh, I think it was my second fish that I caught. Um, you know, you, you always get like an email saying like your fish has been accepted by Tourney X. And I never got an email from that second fish. When I posted my third fish, I got one. And I'm like, that's kind of weird. Maybe it just came through together or something like that. Cause obviously, you know, there's multiple fish coming in or whatever. And, you know, going back to the system, um, and just cooling down and thinking about it. Um, I got back to the ramp, uh, opened up the trailer, starting to break down some of my stuff. And, uh, Derek Aiken had come up to me, bonafide love. And, uh, you know, he, uh, he came up to me and he's like, Hey man, uh, we had to deny one of your fish. And I'm like, what? Like, what the hell was wrong with my fish? And, uh, and I didn't say it to him like that. And I was like, what happened? Like, what's wrong? And he's like, well, see if you got another, uh, picture of it or something. But the problem was, is your identifier. And this was a thing is I had my KBF monthly identifier plus the great lakes identifier in that fishing online sleeve. And I had gotten those just before I had left. What I was doing prior is I had my identifier in a Ziploc baggie and I just plop it on top of my dry pod so that way it was in the photo and I'd snap the picture. And the other thing too was is when I filled my identifier in, I used a red Sharpie. Don't do that because I was having issues on my first fish with the glare of the sun coming off the plastic and you couldn't see it. So I had to like keep maneuvering my boat while I'm holding the fish on my bump board and, um, yeah, so that was one mistake I made, but that, that fish that they had denied, um, you know, Derek was standing there and I was like, well, here, let me, let me pull up my photos, you know, because, um, the way I've been doing it is just taking the photo through Tourney X and then uploading it there and I'll take multiple photos, review them and make sure that they're yeah. good before I upload it and throw the fish away. And after you submit that, um, it automatically saves that photo to my photos. Um, so I have it as a backup. So I pulled it, pulled up my photos with Derek there. And the problem was, is you could see the fish, you could see the lines plain as day, but my identifier was covering up that next number past the tail. So it was a 17 and a quarter inch fish in my plastic tag. You could see the one, but you mm-hmm. couldn't see the eight. But if you blew the photo up, you could see the eight through the plastic. Had you not been able to make out that eight, they would have denied my fish. Oh. And Jay would have beat me. That's right. I would have caught that fourth fish that you <laughs> made me lose. <laughs> but, uh, you know, that was the thing. He's like, Derek's like, ah, uh, yeah, I can see it. I can see it. All right, let's let's go talk to Susie because she was the one d- judging fish, 
and shout out to Susie Roloff for, you know, judging all the fish. I think she did a great job and, uh, you know, um, well, and let me go back to that. So during my first fish, uh, the juggling of (laughs) the insanity and, uh, you know, just the mess I was dealing with because I'm a moron and I didn't think about this ahead of time. What I did remember is that, um, you know, be like slowing things down, be conscious of the, uh, of the picture because the first couple pictures I took looked really shiny, had a super big glare on there. And what I figured out is that there was water on my lens of my phone. So I had to wipe that off. So, and then couple that in with, you know, proofing your picture with the sun yeah. right over your shoulder onto your screen. You've got your you've got your phone as bright as it'll go. And, you know, you're trying to see the picture. And I figured out that, you know, about the water and everything. Um, and then I noticed that there was a huge glare actually on the the attorney tag um, as yeah. well. So. So what I did is I made, you know, I made sure, well, I took another couple pictures and then made sure that I got a good picture out of the deal. Um, in one of the cases, I had too much sun um, because the bump board, because I'm still using the hog trough, it was reflecting so much light that it kind of like it, it flushed out a lot of the color i mean like the the chartreuse in the hog trough just kind of glowed yeah so i had to kind of turn a little bit and get a little more shade going on which got me a better picture but you know the things you want to remember especially when you're using these turning tags is there's going to be a glare on a sunny day make sure that what you know your code and the actual identifier itself can be clearly seen um don't throw away that fish after you take that picture like try to do a live well type situation where You've got the net hanging over the side of your boat, and you can still put the fish in there and work and take your time and look at stuff um, because a lot of a lot of tournaments are won and lost on that aspect. Not only that, what if you took the picture and you've got a great picture, but the fish's mouth is cracked? Yeah. And, and ours are supposed to be closed. So you're going to lose, like I think it's like a quarter inch or a half inch to that. Um, I mean, so... You know, you you got to be looking at everything, uh, you know, so you got to take your time. Yeah. It's important. Yeah, and not only that, too, I was having issues with, um, you know, when I take the picture, like, the um, fence of the bump board was casting a shadow over the nose of the fish. So I was, you know, maneuvering the boat around until I got a good, clear photo where you could see that nose touching the fence of the board. And, you know, you just don't want to give the judges any excuses to DQ your fish or uh, give you um, a a dock and measurement or something like that. And I'm not saying anything like, you know, judges need excuses. Trust me, they want to measure your fish exactly as the way you enter it as much as you want it to. You know, but, you know, obviously there's some rules and you got to abide by those. And, you know, um, I, I, I'm i glad that Derek had came up to me and and mentioned the issue with my fish and we figured it out. We were able to see that. But, you know, I was so caught up in the moment of catching that fish, you know, uh, 
I didn't even think about that, you know, and that was my first time running two tags and those fishing online clear tags that just have a bungee that slide over your board. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's something, uh, you know, Derek's like, Hey man, just like next time, make sure you got some numbers visible. So that way, you know, we don't have this issue. Um, you know, had it been another judge or something, would they've accepted it? I don't know. Um, I will say this though. Um, and, and this isn't in any way, shape or form trying to knock, um, Susie and Derek for, um, denying that picture, but, I uploaded that to um, the KBF monthly, and um, they approved it. So I don't know. I don't know if Susie's judging those photos too, and she already knew ahead of time, or you know how that all works out. I don't know who judges the fish for Illinois. Um, maybe it was just you know they looked at it closely and saw that eight, um, but you really had to blow that picture up to to make the eight out through that clear plastic. You know had that plastic sleeve like been undercoated in you know red or something and you know i use a catch board so you know the the numbers stand out pretty prominently um just like a, a lined um hog trough would um but yeah i was i was pretty fortunate that you were able to see that otherwise i would have definitely got docked or the fish wouldn't have counted i mean and yeah and you know, you're gonna see that across the board i mean even I remember from like not last year, but you know years before, the KBL would reject or dock you, or not not say dock you, just not count. Like you you say it's a fifteen and a half, they say it's a fifteen and a quarter, but the KBF will say yeah it's a fifteen and a half. <clears throat> so you're gonna get it across the board. It, it there are real people judging these fish, so it I think a lot of it's interpretation. And we sure. all have, and we all want our fish to be as long as they can be, right? You know, in our world, and in my opinion, I've had some differences about it too, yeah. You know, which I don't agree with, and I still don't agree with, but yeah, you know, it is what it is. I mean, it's, you know, you move on. Uh, the trick is maybe you should just catch bigger fish, well, <laughs> and then the trick, it doesn't matter. <laughs> the trick is is not making those rookie mistakes, you know. Yeah. But. Um... And it definitely was a rookie mistake on my part. Um, but I, you know, like I said, I was so caught up in the moment that, you know, I'd put that fish in the boat and, uh, yeah, I was just, I was ecstatic and, you know, not really paying attention. And not only that, but, um, I just wanted to make sure both identifiers were in the photo. So that was like my main concern. Like I didn't want one to be cut off you know, and, and things like that. Um, and dumb thing on my part is I put the Great Lakes tag on the end in the KBF one towards the fish, whereas it should have been opposite because obviously that Great Lakes identifier was the most important of the day, you know, but I had already had my KBF one on there, so I just slid the Great Lakes one on on the back end, you know, so that was kind of dumb on my part, but, you know, it was what it was. Um you know, it worked out, um, but just heads up, you guys out there, just be conscious of it. Um, you know, don't want to see anybody lose some fish because of a, a rookie mistake like that. Yeah, just so, yeah, just practice taking pictures. That's yeah. going to be the biggest thing. Um, make sure your lens is clean. Make sure there's not too much of a sun glare. Yeah. You know, make sure your fish is presented in accordance with the, the rules to be counted 
you know, make sure your hands are free and clear of certain areas. You know, make sure that tail's touching the, the, the bump board too. Um, you know, make sure the back numbers, I've never thought of that, but yeah. the back numbers aren't covered up. Yeah. Um, I always kind of leave a space, so maybe naturally I've thought of it, but either way, something I'll be conscious of yeah. moving forward. Um, you know, just make sure it's about the, the easiest uh, uh, for the judges to judge. And another thing too, you know, if you're using, I know everybody's going to catch boards. It's everybody is. Yeah. If you're still, if you're still using like hog troughs or anything that where you need to have some kind of a determination or some detail brought into the picture, put stickers on, yeah. uh, you know, <clears throat> you know, on, on as much as you can. So they can see where the fish is touching because those hog troughs, when they're like that chartreuse color, that green, yellow, yeah. like they're so bright that you can't see any defining um uh, a section sometimes when it's up against uh you know when the, the nose of the fish is up against the board so i mean it kind of all just blends and that's why like i like to at the bottom of the uh of the wall like where everything connects i like to put a line right there with a permanent marker right to show where that line is all the time even if i got a sticker on there right yeah i mean uh yeah just just be cautious guys I completely right. agree. I want to put a sticker on my fence just so that way you can see. I'll put a paddle and fin sticker on there. Um, you know, that's something I meant to do before the tournament, and I just spaced out on doing that. Um, just because on that on that upright, um, even on the catch boards, it's, you know, most of the time you can make it out, but still it's, it's not a bad idea to put that that sticker there so that way you can tell that the mouth is closed and not open and that the nose is actually touching um i mean i haven't had any issues but you know it's a good preventative thing like you said you know just to ensure that uh you're taking good photos but uh i think it actually will all in my case it'll strengthen the the plastic a little more too having something there to keep it intact sure 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 and you um you know, Jay just put out a video uh, in regards to the hog trough, a little hack video. Um, go <laughs> go check that out on Jay's channel. Um, you want to say something about that? Nope. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's a simple it's just a simple thing. Um, you got the two channels that run alongside the board and the uh, underneath it. Um, a lot of like when you get like the one I got was from fishing online. And they give you like this foam with this, I don't know what kind of glue is in there, but it is weird. It's like gooey and it just seems to like never be dry. But anyway, I took that stuff out. I put some square dowels in it uh, and I filled those channels before I did that with uh, some um, silicone yep. because that stuff's waterproof. Uh, and I just shoved those in there, wiped off the top, done deal. Now you've got it floats and it's definitely strong. Um, you can still crack them. Don't get me wrong, but they're way stronger right. with those dowels in there than they are. Yeah. No, I think it's a good way to strengthen your board. Uh, I know I watched the video, even though I'm not running a hog trough, but you know, for the event that I ever get a question about it, um, you know, I think it, it definitely strengthens, strengthens that board. Um, plus, you know, you talk about the stickers and all that stuff. Um, so it definitely helps. So, um, no, I think that was, uh, 
that was a good little thought out quick little video on how to you know strengthen up your board because those things are flimsy they crack mm -hmm. and break easily i know yeah. mine from last year doesn't have an upright anymore and uh it's got some chips <laughs> towards the end and things like that and you know that was one of the main reasons I went to catch other than the fact that you have to only use catch in KBL. But, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's cool. So with that being said, um, shout out to Cody Wenger for taking first 89 and three quarters inches. Don Thompson took second and our man, Brian Butterfield took third. That's but, a good squad there, man. But butters pulled out a 20 right at the end. So yeah, thanks thanks for the heads up, butters. Yeah, Jeez. butters, punk. Uh, we thought we were a team. That's the last time I cook you breakfast. No, no, you know what's funny? Like <laughs> I caught a couple of fish off that over in that grass because I know he didn't have all his fish. Yeah, and I was like, butters. I'm like, man, they're over here, dude. And he's like, oh, I already got mine. Yeah, it was like one of those conversations. I just caught a twenty, dude. I'm good. I'm just like, what? Like, where's the where's the where's the text, dude? Where's the phone call? You know, so, but yeah, it was a interesting tournament. You know, it's something uh, that we didn't say about that tournament too, is that 30 guys fished that, or 30 anglers fished that, uh, that tournament and only 15 caught fish. That's staggering. There were some, in my opinion, a few heavy hitters amongst those 15 that normally I'm chasing, you know, because they're they're consistent in what they do, and uh, I mean, if that doesn't really put it in perspective how difficult that tournament was, um, I don't really know what will <laughs> because, you know, when half the field doesn't catch fish, uh, I mean, that's you know that's obviously telling you that conditions are not optimal. And you've really got to work for every fish. Every fish is so crucial. And even though it's just five over, like, what, an eight-hour period, it's it's just not enough time sometimes. It's just not. Yeah. So it can get rough. So um, I'm looking at Tourney X, and something has changed within the last hour or so. About our stuff? Yeah, so uh, initially I took seventh, and you took ninth. Yeah. And now for some reason it's showing me an eighth, and you in tenth, and Robert Moss, who's a KBL guy, somehow moved up to sixth. That's weird. I mean, not that I guess it matters. I mean, it would really only affect the, the you know, third through first. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's just kind of crazy the way, because it's been that way for days, and now all of a sudden it's different. Yeah, no kidding. Because um, I got... Like somebody's, somebody's fish got caught or counted last? Well, it's Robert Moss that, for some reason, he got moved up. And I don't know why that is. Got some pretty nice fish. Both looking at our phones. 
Yeah, I'm just um, just wondering Whatever. How, how the heck Still that happens. Still top 10. Don't yeah, care. yeah, I mean, <laughs> granted, yeah, definitely. We were both finished top 10, um, so that's the most important. But, yeah, 16 people caught fish out of 30, and half the field zeroed. Yeah. And uh, not only that, but some of the heavy hitters, you know, had a rough day. Um, I know Dusty, you know, he – you know, had some good bites and just, uh, couldn't, couldn't connect. Um, you know, our friend Glenn Miller came out of the gate with, uh, a 19 and a quarter and an 18 and couldn't find another fish. I know a thief, uh, Goodman, he was like in first in the first like two, three hours, he caught a 19 and three quarter and a 16 and three quarter didn't connect with another fish. Um, so yeah, and I know, uh, you know, it seemed like, uh, Cody Wenger caught a couple at the end there. Butters caught a couple at the end, yeah. you know, Don Thompson, we knew had, you know, four fish right off the bat or you knew that. So, um, but it was a great tournament overall. I'm just wondering what the whole standings changing is, but, yeah. uh, yeah, it is what it is, man. Um, you know, again, still top 10 finish uh, for both of us. So, congrats. Good job. Yeah, thanks. Let me just. Yeah. Yeah. Great job, Jay. Hey. <laughs> Here, virtual. I just, I just <laughs> want to go on the record that uh, first term of the year at BJ, pat on the back. Yeah. So what? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's all good, man. Uh, I know it was a frustrating day for both of us, but, uh, you know, yeah. we still. You know, with that being said, that half the field zeroed, uh, I think that's that's an accomplishment in its own, man, that uh, we both came out on top 10. So means we don't totally blow. Well, I sing if I fish, so. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's I'll just, like I said, that standard is I'm still holding myself to that. But given the conditions. Yeah. I, I only needed three fish to even place. Yeah. You know, and yeah. it was that bad. Yeah, you know, I, it, it was a tough bite, man, and a lot of people struggled. Like it was like, like I said, some guys came out of the gate like, bam, two nice fish in the first hour, and here we are, like, what are we doing wrong? And then you know, the rest of the day we caught up and then surpassed those guys. Um, you know, nothing against those guys. It's just you know the way the day went, but uh, yeah. you Any know, given I, day. Yeah, I think that slow present presentation was key, and uh, it, it definitely put some fish in our boats, uh, you know. So, in the yeah. cr- in the crankbait, so crankbaits. But uh, yeah, man, good tournament. Yeah, it's cool. When's your next one? I don't know. Uh, I'm not really bound to anything. I I'm definitely planning on Madison. Yeah. Uh, with the Great Lakes. Uh, there's the Long Lake one. I'm, I don't know if I'm doing that one. I might skip it and go do something else. I think Madison's um, June, right? Yeah. yeah. And Long Lake is next month. Um, I don't know. I'm, I don't know. I kind of want to – I'm getting the itch for pike right now too, so this is getting kind of difficult to stay focused on bass. Yeah, you buddy. Because i got to start, I gotta start fly fishing for these, these pikes. The so. toothy critters. Yeah, so, I mean – I got some personal goals I gotta, you know, reach this year. Sure. And, and even like tomorrow, like we were talking about, like tomorrow being Tuesday, that it's gonna be, 
you know, of course, we pre-recorded this, by the way. Yeah. It's all done with the magic of electronics. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, I'm going to I'm trying to decide, like, am I going to go pipe fishing or am I going to like actually go yeah. for bass? I know I want to take the big rig, so right. I need to go somewhere where I can like clear some weeds and not have to get into the river. Sure. Sure. I don't feel like we're lugging around the Liska yet. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go scope out some local water this week during the week, I think, and then Saturday I might head back down south. Yonder at that. Um because KBL what they do is because our tournament was canceled, it automatically goes to an online event Saturday, Sunday, public waters only. So, uh, I know some of the gents are nice and close to power plant lakes that hold giants. So I got to go somewhere comparable. And, uh, obviously with Easter being on Sunday, uh, not a lot of us are going to be able to fish Sunday. So Saturday is pretty much the day. That's this weekend, huh? Yeah. So Saturday's pretty much the day. So, um, I know, uh, I believe Jacob Ruff's joining me, and uh, yeah, we're gonna go go try to get on some fish, and then uh, right after Easter, I leave that Wednesday. Yeah, to hit the road. I'm gonna find something to do on that weekend. (laughs) Find somewhere to go. I'm gonna. I may go up to Michigan. I don't know. I got my buddy Chris. Come to Kansas. It's a hop, skip, and a jump away. Yeah. I, I'd rather – I don't know. Like I said, it's still up in the air, but yeah. it's not Kansas. Yeah. No. Definitely get yeah. up to Michigan, man. Yeah, no. I, um, I was thinking about going south too, though. Just to, I just don't spend enough time down south. Sure. I mean, in Illinois, central Illinois. Sure. Well, now that I think about it and I'm talking about Kansas, so uh, I kind of teased on the last pod, uh, and I know we're drawn to the end here, guys, but uh, – you know, for those that didn't go over to the Sly Dog podcast and listen to uh, my announcement. Uh, so what I was talking about last week is uh, I decided um, basically last week that, um, you know, with the whole thing with KBF uh, trying to start their pro tour and everything I'm trying to accomplish uh this fishing season and things like that i decided to join the kbf pro tour so obviously i'm no professional by any means but uh, i definitely want to get to that point in my life um and according to mr hoover you know he's kind of dedicating helping guys out um get to that point and those guys that are joining the pro tour so i'm taking you up mr hoover I'll see you at the pro tour. Um, and then that with, with that being said, uh, that's uh, weird. I saw you look and I thought he's behind me. Or something. No, he's, he's not. Oh, Hey Chad. Um, but, yeah, with that being said, the other big announcement was, is, um, you know, the FLW and KBF teaming up. Um, and that tournament is on Nickajack Lake in Tennessee. The first open one, and the top 100 qualify for the big um, FLW event that'll be in Arkansas in August. Um, and that'll run in conjunction with the Forest Wood Cup. So I'm going to Kansas and then driving straight over to Tennessee. Todd Phillips hit me up. Nick Jack Lake, homie. 
but uh yeah so i'll be down there uh that whole week um for the nick jack event and that's a two-day tournament i think it's friday saturday so i'm gonna be gone for like a week and a half so i'll have to do the pod from the road then but uh yeah i mean you know there's been a lot of uh controversy so to speak or a lot of hearsay about this whole pro tour thing and how like this year it's just like a a bigger buy-in type deal um however chad hoover had said that you know those who signed up this year would kind of be grandfathered in for next year and um after that it'll be an invite only type deal um i know there was a lot of controversy after the last one or the first one at santine cooper uh when dylan uh or something like that he's from southern illinois 14 15 year old kid won and a lot of people were like you know this kid's a pro and you know what the heck but um, I know there's been a lot of talk about that kid and, uh, obviously, you know, he beat 20 some guys. Um, mm-hmm. so, yeah, you know. nobody's going to like you if you beat him. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's just it, you know? you know, and, you know, uh, I think me doing this is just a step in the right direction that, uh, mm-hmm. I'm trying to move. Um, so I think it'd be stupid of me not to attempt it. Um, yeah, obviously it's more money. Uh, but it is what it is. Um, so yeah, we'll see. It'll be an interesting year and, uh, who knows? I mean, I know the central division is kind of hurting, um, just because it's so far spread out. So, I mean, I believe as of right now, Kansas has only got like 28 guys signed up for just the regular trail event. And there's only one pro guy, but I know there's some some guys that are down in Missouri uh, that are signed up for the pro tour that may just not have signed up for the tournament on tourney X yet. So as long as we make three, then the pro event is on. So um, yeah, it'll be interesting. I mean, I'm looking forward to that. And not only that, the Nick Jack Lake event. Um, and I got to do some modifications to my kayak now because I gotta keep up. Yep. My arms can only handle so much, I think, and not only that, but that Nickajack Lake is uh, is huge. So, heads up, video might be coming. Bonafide might be getting a little trolling motor. <laughs> so, but uh, yeah, so that's what I was talking about on the last pod, guys. So. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting. We'll see what happens, and uh, it'll be an interesting year, even more interesting. So, so yeah. my goal is to win Rookie of the Year, Angler of the Year, and Pro Tour of the Year. So, we'll see how that goes. Those are pretty substantial. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, um, you know, with going back to our tournament, I think that top ten finish gave me a little confidence boost as well. You know. Like I said, yeah. uh, you know, I didn't want to skunk out a zero and, you know, no. then I'm being frowned upon or questioned. But, yeah, uh, yeah it'll be interesting, man. Um, so, yeah, I got uh, the makeup event this weekend. And then, yeah, like that Wednesday after Easter, I hit the road, Jack. So. Good luck. Thanks, brother. Going to need it. Going to need it. 
I know Joshua Booth is one of those guys down in Missouri that I believe is fishing the Pro Tour. Richie Never talks highly of him. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, buddy. I'll find him. Where there's a will, there's a way. Just hopefully I get on him earlier in the morning than later. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. So, you got anything else to add, my man? No, I'm good, man. Just waiting for... Got my Stevie Wonder going on. Yeah. Just, <laughs> just, just waiting for the warmer weather, man. Yeah, buddy. <clears throat> oh, this cold weather's killing me. Yeah. For those of you that don't know, we just uh, got like, I don't know how much you got, but I got like five inches of snow yesterday. Is it still there? Or is it all gone now? No, it's all pretty much gone. Yeah, mine's all gone. But... I know some people like a little further got like, like out west, uh, uh, western Illinois, they got like eight inches. Uh, I talked to our good friend Scott Purge yesterday. He had eight inches at his place, that's, Crystal that's Lake. A ton, a ton of <laughs> that's a ton of snow, man. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, yeah. now the rivers are all gonna be nuts. So yeah, it's yeah. great. So, yeah. not gonna be fun. Nope. Well, with that being said, guys, uh, we just got a stock of stickers back in stock. If you want some decals for your boat, fishing gear, vehicle, you name it. Shoot us an email, paddle, the letter N, and fin at gmail.com, along with any questions or topics or things like that that you want to talk about or hear. Um, you can also leave us a voicemail on the Anchor podcast app that we can replay, answer your question. I know last episode we kind of went through a whole slew of them, so uh, I know a couple guys reached out said thanks. So you're welcome uh plastics recycling program i know i got a healthy bag uh that i'm getting ready to send out to my man eric richards at hammered lures that address is in the show notes um if for some reason you guys can't find it please feel free to message us uh i know a gentleman today just reached out and messaged me personally on facebook asking for the info so i sent him the address so eric if you're listening that dude should be sending you a package along with mine and uh, yeah shout out to rocktown adventures all their demo days will be in the show notes if you guys are in the northern illinois southern wisconsin eastern iowa western indiana want to come out demo some boats all that info is there also check out their website shout out to our man over at southern lake company and am i missing anything i don't think so so about does it yeah buddy yeah buddy until next time guys tight lines and smooth paddling
Don't miss Thursdays with Saltwater Experience. Brought to you by Golden Boat Lifts. Every Thursday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. The destination for outdoor entertainment. to go like just full-blown redneck on these fish. This is like high-tech cane pole fishing right here. From the white sandy beaches to the crystal blue waters, enjoy the best fishing Panama City Beach has to offer during Chasing the Sun, Sundays at 9.30 a.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.